Are there any moments from that, from your time at that company where you feel like that, that was a really big learning that you still keep referring back to? You just talked about the feedback one. Is there anything else that comes to mind where you were like, I learned that and it, every time I now do the same thing nowadays, I still get reminded of that feedback? Ooh, not right away. I think it applies to like a lot of situation, but nothing that particularly stands out because it just becomes so normal to, to behave like that. And I think mm -hmm. it would more stand out to me if I wouldn't have reacted that way because that would then still be the thing creeping on me with shame that I forgot to apply my learnings there. So yeah, I think it's a good thing that I can't remember specific cases right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you, you spent five and a half years at that company. What made you eventually decide to leave? And I, I imagine after five and a half years, that must be quite the big decision to leave the company that you've worked for for such a long time, because I imagine you must have a bunch of colleagues and friends that you've known for a while. How did that go down? Mm -hmm. Well, at the end of the day, there was like this tiny little company called GraphCDN back then. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, where I went to eventually. But yeah, how did it how did it come? So within those five and a half years, of course, I've made some very good friends in there. There was like one in particular that we just, we learned together how to pair effectively. And that was just so well feeling to just like sit together and work. Uh, but it also happened to be less because we weren't in the same teams anymore and so on. But that wasn't like necessarily like a decision to leave, but it was also a, a tiny thing that, that played into it, of course. And the, the other points were just like that I realized I found my new love with GraphQL during the time and I wanted to dive deeper into it. But the, the business value of that company wasn't necessarily made just by GraphQL, but like with a lot of other tooling around it, a lot of REST APIs, and that's totally fine. But for me, that was the point where I said I don't feel as like attached to the product anymore like for me it's like a big reason to be in a company is that i really resonate with a product and I, I feel like that's the way to go and that's the way to build it and if that changes maybe also my affection to it changes a bit and for me that was just like okay it was i think close to the five years when we actually met the first time again like a meetup apparently my jobs are kind of like coming up from meetups <laughs> by now uh, <laughs> And back then, I even told you, like, I'm not currently feeling ready to actually leave. There's, like, so many things I still want to do and try. But, yeah, it still was in the back of my head and the seed was planted and it just needed to grow for a while. And eventually, when my five years were completed, which was, like, at least a mental thing I wanted to, to keep for myself, having those five years completed. And then, if there's something, let's see what comes up. But I definitely don't have any urge to desperately leave the company. And in those terms, it was just that when I then started meeting up with uh, Tim sometimes in, in Berlin and just chatting over GraphQL topics and then eventually picking up the, uh, okay, I might just want to apply right now. How do we go from here? It then started to pick up on Steam. And then eventually I also made the decision to quit my job, which still wasn't easy to that point. And leaving all the things I've built behind me and also leaving all the domain knowledge I gained, you know, I learned so much about the company and how it works and functions and how things are made that leaving all that behind and just like jumping from a very safe, by that time we were at around 700, 800 people in the company. So pretty solid, safe job I had and jumping into a new startup with, I think I was employer number eight, <laughs> something like that. So that was a huge change by definition. And I haven't regretted it so far. So probably you got to stick with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that last part. Actually, I want to ask a question about 
what you said earlier. You talked about this one person that you really connected with and whom you learned how to pair effectively with. What was different? What does that mean? What was different about pairing with this person and how you two work together rather than when you've paired with other people? Um, pairing is a pretty personal experience i would say it involves like a lot of like social interaction to it and if you don't vibe with the other person it will feel way more exhausting to a point where you feel like i'm i'm more productive if i work by myself but when you find the right person it just feels like you're getting into a different kind of flow not like the flow state where you're completely zoned in and just doing your thing but where you just throw the balls back and forth between each other and it working on together and the velocity of that just feels so much higher and that was then very satisfying of course because you came out of the flow state again like after the three hours of pairing and was like look at what we all just got done and also a different thing to it Everybody has like times where you just like sit in the office and don't feel as productive. You have a task at hand, you know exactly how to do it, but you just can't start on it. And I used to have that quite a bit. And when you have somebody that you can just pull over and say, okay, let's pair on it right now. You are not in that state anymore because you have to talk, you have to start, you have to type something. And usually once you started doing it, proceeding doing is the easy part. But sometimes like starting is the hard part and uh, so that was our kind of like implicit agreement whenever we had such a feeling that we currently just like basically waste time and don't get to be productive we just pulled in the other and started going and the company also was very supportive on that area they really liked us pairing together and provided us with uh, the, the proper things to do so so in the end we had like a pairing couch in our office room uh, where we had nice. like a big screen on the on the wall and a couch that we that we bought from our like office room budget and then we just sat down there started hacking together and our team had a very good output that sounds super fun i love that they just created a separate room for pairing I've, I've always quite enjoyed pairing but never actually worked at a company where it was explicitly part of the engineering culture unfortunately actually now that i think about it because i really i think it's a great way also to share knowledge because similarly to code reviews right you're working no. together and you're bringing up the domain knowledge of the other person in the areas where you know better and they're bringing up your domain knowledge in the areas where they know better and so i think it's a really valuable tool in a in a tool belt and i'm glad that you found them and found that space to pair really effectively i also the thing you said about starting is the hard part proceeding is easier um, there's this very famous book called the war of art and really the for me the main takeaway of reading that book is and i'm sure that people will have other main takeaways because it's a really good book but for me the main takeaway is a professional sits down to work every day no matter if they feel like it. the difference between a hobby and doing something professionally is you don't just do it when you feel like it you do it every day because it's your job right like you have to sit down every day and you have to for example paint and often the big differentiator like when writers talk about writer's block right it's like they don't know how to start once you're started usually proceeding is much much easier and sort of the the reminder that i give myself from that book is just sit down and start right just find the when you when i'm stuck i just sit down i'm like what's the smallest possible thing i could do to start with this right like what's the stupidest thing where i'm like yeah i can totally do that and then i just go sit down and do that and then from there continuing to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing that's e that's the easy part but just sitting down and actually doing the first thing is usually the big blocker uh, i found which is where actually properly outlining projects and figuring out what the sub parts are and the tasks are that you have to do is really valuable because then there's always something to do now i actually want to talk a little bit about that journey from going from a 700 800 person company to an eight now 11 person 12 person company actually today what was that journey like and what's different about working at that larger company versus working at Stellate now which is much smaller 
The number one difference is everything feels way more personal again. I think there is a mix of actually joining a new company where I obviously joined because I resonate with what the company wants to do. And at the same time, also that I got to meet some of you even before I uh, decided to join. And the ways of how the interactions went and how the, the values were communicated to me on what you're focusing on were things that made me feel very confident about it. And the part where it was a bit tricky was the globally distributed. Mm. That was for me, I was coming from a, from a background where I was like going to an office regularly. And also where within the office, I had people I was like pairing with and having like very great experiences. So saying I go to a completely globally distributed company was for me the biggest decision to make. And eventually it was my back then girlfriend who just said something like, hey, you just worked for basically two years from home due to COVID. <laughs> if not now, when would you ever do it? So I was like, okay, she's right with that basically. And um, yeah. Then I was like, okay, that, that point is kind of like crossed out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Then I have to quit again, sadly. But let's just at least try it out. The The rest of the application process, I was I would say, was kind of easy to the point where I, I, I knew about the product. I knew how that was the problem space I wanted to dive into. I had met Tim a couple times in Berlin for like casual chats about GraphQL and stuff. I had met some of you at that meetup where we sat up until like 10 p.m. or so and were like still sitting outside and chatting. <laughs> so there was like a, a really good feeling that this is, that the job is calling for me. Mm. I, I'm not making a deliberate decision on going there. It's like really just like calling me and I'm just like following. And I don't think I ever really thought about the fact that it's just eight to 10 people because because it is, I wouldn't say it's it's a real decision maker. Maybe at a point where I would think about joining a three thousand person company, that's a different thing of how you how you interact together. Uh, but otherwise, it was just my parents basically who were asking about it. It's like okay, but that's really small company, and what if it doesn't work out? And why do you like quit your like well paid secure job that you've been doing for so long, where you have a standing? And I was like, worst case scenario and opened up my LinkedIn and showed like all those recruiters reaching out and being like, <laughs> worst case is like, I will still accept like one of those. So it, it will work out for me. I won't be poor under the bridge, no worries. But they come like from a different mindset of basically staying within their job or profession uh, for basically their whole life. And they were like trustful and said, okay, if that's what you want to do, go for it. And then I did it. <laughs> How do they feel about it now? A couple months in? My mom is very glad to receive a lot of postcards from different areas in the world where I was now traveling <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, she is a bit afraid of flying, so she wouldn't get to those parts of the world. So she's pretty happy when I was on the uh, offsites with you for the conference that she actually received some some mail from me that mm. she can like put on a on a wall. My dad still doesn't really understand what we are doing, but it's like okay, <laughs> it it seems to be going pretty well and as long as you feel like you're doing well within that company that is fine uh, he was trying to look at our website by the way and was reading through it but uh, he was like that's too technical for me but i spotted you on some pictures on the about page <laughs> okay dad <Aww. laughs> yeah so they're, they're just like as long as i uh, feel good about what i'm doing they're supporting me uh, that has I think they learned that the hard way when I quit my studies, that they just have to support me. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that you have that support. For you listeners, we have a so we made a joke internally because Stefan 
on his first day, he actually attended his second offsite. His his first day of working at Stellate, he was attending his second offsite. Not only that, he'd actually met the entire team three times because first we met at that meetup in Berlin where he was giving a talk about Contentful's GraphQL API and uh, we got to talking about GraphQL, of course, uh, the GraphQL Berlin meetup because that's what we do. Uh, we nerd out about GraphQL. But then, um, I, I, that was during our very first offsite, so the whole team was there. Then he joined for the second offsite before even joining. Uh, he took a week of vacation and joined our second offsite to already start interacting with the team. And then his first day of working was just the second offsite that he attended, which is completely ridiculous. Yeah. It was a blast to start that way. Uh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't even believe it myself uh, because it was literally like on the one hand handing in my uh, laptop at my old company, and on the next morning at seven thirty or so a.m. I was uh, sitting in the plane on my way to the GraphQL conference. I was like, "That's amazing." Uh, I, I mean, it also scared me a bit in the terms of how would it be when like all this traveling around and meeting people and being super excited goes away and i'm just like sitting at home and working but that mm. then also went super smooth uh, especially because uh, sue was actually taking care and was like saying okay this can definitely happen just keep in mind it may happen and then just talk to us and we get through it and at some point i reflected when i was sitting at home for a couple of weeks and working with my new colleagues and we were like pairing doing the, the slack huddles meeting each other in some Zoom meetings that we're doing regularly and so on. And it still felt like I, I can do good work. And yeah, it ditched that downside. So do you feel like being in a distributed company, do you still feel like that's maybe, would you prefer working in an office or do you feel like you've sort of gotten acclimated to the distributed work and you know having offsites and seeing each other regularly? I'm definitely looking forward for the next offsites. <laughs> I just like interacting with people that I like in person. Same. But I would say that there are definitely some upsides to working from home. Right now, I would probably be still on the, on the side of two days a week in the office, two days uh, from home would probably be the best. But that may change once I actually have a complete room interior that accommodates my working and not just like working from the bedroom, which I currently need to do until I move. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. A good setup is really, really important makes a world of a difference. Hey folks, we are hiring an engineering manager right now. We're looking for the first person to really help us build out the engineering team. If you are that person or could be that person, or if you know anybody that could be that person, please reach out to us, go to grassdn.io careers and let us know, reach out to us and let's have a conversation about it.